Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi folks and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, uh, your little bite-sized nugget of Heart and Hand as we go into the weekend's football. Um, my name is Cami Bale and joining me on today's show is uh, the pod overlord and uh, my bestest pal, Mr David Edgar. David, how are you this afternoon, my friend? A bit calmer than I was 24 hours ago when <laughs> we were taking on uh, Braga. It was an extraordinary afternoon. Uh, you and I and a few of the podders caught up together to watch it. One of those really typical Rangers in Europe performances where you go through every single emotion. They really put you through the ringer in a way that domestic football just can't quite do, Cami. But we got there and having watched the game back again this morning, you know, shorn of tension. We actually really deserved to get there because I thought we were, in the end, by quite a distance, the better side. Yep, absolutely agree. I think, um, as you say, we uh, went to to Portugal, um, having come back from uh, a two-goal deficit and uh, went over with a goal lead, thanks to two goals from Yanis Hadji and also uh, from uh, Joe Aribo, Absolute masterclass in sand dancing his way through the defence um, <laughs> and uh, absolutely magnificent. And I think the, the message, David, ahead of the game um, from uh, the manager and also from Alan McGregor, who was doing the immediate uh, pre-match press conference, was about organisation and shape. And I think that yeah. that was relating to the home leg felt a lot like there was quite a bit of sloppiness coming in and players maybe not sticking to the game plan and the manager you know, wanted to make sure they stuck to that and by Christ did they stick to that plan Yeah he referred afterwards I thought interestingly as well as you mentioned both him and Alan McGregor really went on to that and banged on about that in the pre-match and afterwards he spoke, just a wee throwaway comment but he said when we play without ego and everybody does their job and I, I think what he means by that is that we're a good side but we're a good side and that means everybody's got to 
produce for it to work. And I think he maybe felt in the first leg that people were going off and trying things and not sticking to the shape. And we saw what happened for an hour where, I mean, we, we got bodied for an hour. I don't think any of us would would lie about that. Uh, but even then, we were making chances, Cammy, you know. And I, watching the game back, as I say, just being able to assess it for what it was, that what was quite interesting is in the first leg, we were continually fed up with how many overloads they had. They seemed to have a spare man right on the touchline, either, you know, every flank, and they could just switch it rapidly, and they were causing us no end of bother. And last night, it became clear that that was their tactic, obviously, try and overload out wide and have these spare men. But what that meant is that they were wide open through the middle. So if Rangers stuck to their shape and defended the cross balls, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the centre-backs, and were alive to the movement from midfield through Ryan Jack and uh, Scott Arfield and Stephen Davis, something that, God love him, Glenn Kamara really couldn't handle in the first leg, then we would close down their area, and it was then, could we take advantage of the space that their system allowed us? And we really did. I mean, it's no exaggeration to say the Angels had by far the best chances, but it's also no exaggeration to say the Angels could have been 3 0 up at half time. No, um, the the game, we uh, we did decide to make it interesting right from the start by almost gifting Braga an opportunity to be able to take the lead. However, we uh, we consolidated from there. In actual, in actual fact, I felt that when we watched it, you and I obviously watched it live together. I think at that point, um, one of us turned around and said to the other that that should hopefully give us a little bit of a kick up the arse early doors to make sure that we're not um, going to be too complacent because you can't give a team with the quality that Braga no. have within their ranks any kind of real opportunities from that. Um, I think as well, I'm the same as you, David. I've watched the game back as well. What I, I, I remember uh, from last night and confirmed this morning was Braga were very, very keen to be able to try and play a very high line. And I think Florin Camberi coming in, obviously, for the suspended Alfredo Morelos, um, was caught offside a couple of times, but caught offside literally a few yards inside the Braga half, um, such mm-hmm. as a high line that they were playing. <laughs> However, um, the the opportunity uh, didn't come for Braga, but it did come for Rangers uh, from a corner, um, which was then given as a handball and a penalty against Raul Silva. Um, Watching it, uh, the players claimed it almost immediately. Obviously, uh, this is our second experience ever of uh, VAR. Um, The referee immediately gave the penalty, and as per the kind of stipulations, VAR double-checked it. The penalty was given, and uh, upstep Yanis Hadji, David. Yeah, the latest in the line of Rangers penalty takers. I can't remember a season like this. Uh, That's six out of ten penalties missed. So many different takers. Um, The gaffer joked afterwards that he's on the next one. It's either him or Alan McGregor at, at, at the current rate. It wasn't a bad penalty. You should always score a penalty. I'm a great believer in that anyway. But, you know, even so, there are terrible penalties and there are good saves. And I do think this was in the latter. Um, it, it actually was a remarkable save, in all honesty, because it's his, uh, it's not his leading hand he gets it with. And he has to not only make the dive, but then react and pull it up and get a strong hand to it. So a bit of credit to the goalkeeper. But I thought it was a stonewall penalty kick under current rules, uh, I think at any time, because I think the boy loses the flight of the ball, Cammy, and he puts his arm out, or just you know, automatically, but still, um, quite clearly, it's it's hand to ball, and I, I thought it really was a, an obvious penalty. We work for the referee, by the way, because on here, um, we are given great cause most weeks to lambast the referee, 
And I thought last night's referee from Sweden was superb. So much so that it, it sort of came to the end of the game and, and one of our number, Martin, said, uh, that ref's been good tonight. And I thought, you know what, He's, he has. He's called, every, I haven't noticed him. You know, he just quietly and unfussily called things right. If players committed a yellow card defence, he booked them, rather than say, hang on, I'll check my watch. No, it's 19 minutes and 59, so it's still early enough for you to get away with it. Um, and he, I thought he had a superb game. But when we got the penalty, then you were thinking, wow, you know, especially the time of it. If, if we put that in then, talk about Cat Among the Pigeons, 46 minute, um, just going into half time. Yanis Hadji stepped up. I was pretty confident he would score a tremendous stop. And then I'll give you your moment of triumph because at that point, I will admit that my faith was tested. Um, I was kind of slumped back into my seat. Uh, and I wasn't alone in this. As I say, Cammy and I watched this in a, in a pub, so there was some good... Uh, we were able to gauge people's feelings quite easily. And there were a lot of us where... Oh no! I, I know how this film ends. I've seen it so often, you know. And I think it's a real testament to Rangers that because you could see Braga were fired up, you could absolutely see Braga were fired up by this. And their goalkeeper uh, was at the centre of it. He was getting a lot of congratulations. And my big worry was our boys are going to go in there and think, God, we've battered them. We should be three up. Ryan Kent's missed a, a chance. He really should have scored uh, after brilliant play by Yanis Hadji. Canberry's a good chance, although the ball did bobble coming to him and it was actually to keep on target. I think he did quite well. So having then missed that penalty as well, it's the scars of the 90s, mate. I go back to it. It's, it's absolutely the scars of Rangers' European campaigns in the 90s where we would put in a half like that, come back out the second half, lose a goal early on and just completely fall away. And I suppose that it's still, uh, it's still at the back of my mind. But None of that happened, and I will give you your due in a pub full of rather deflated Rangers fans. Cammy, who admittedly was heroically, I'd say, kind of five or six deeper into the um, uh, into the, the the offerings of the bar at this stage. But you <laughs> you, you you raised the you were very no, don't worry about it. The team are going to go the opposite. Rather than going, oh, we should be winning. That the manager's going to have an easier team talking this is what he's going to say to them so I'll, I'll pass it back to you because you do deserve every moment in the sun here yeah well you know <laughs> anyone come in the lottery David is probably the best way I could say that if I'm giving out advice to, to pubs full of bears but yeah um, Rangers I felt at that point as you mentioned there was a couple of great chances um, Canberry's won which I think the ball I don't I, I don't know necessarily how much of the bobble it took but the Scott Arfield pass to him as well could have been played slightly more ahead of him to be able to try and give him a better chance. But he sloughed his lines at that stage. Yanis um, Hadji was uh, absolutely determined to hunt the ball down when it seemed to Brilliant. just be fairly innocuous. Wins the ball back. There's a, a Braga defender comes in for a sliding tackle and super cool. Just dinks it over him. He's bearing down on goal. Passes it across to Ryan Kent. Kent then puts it past the, the uh, goalkeeper's right-hand post. Um, Braga did also uh, come close to being able to score a tremendous save from uh, Alan McGregor to tip over the bar which as it turns out Rob McLean in commentary who I think um, mistook last night's game for commentating on his mother's funeral <laughs> uh, decided that was just a bread and butter save for Alan McGregor don't really know as to why he can't just compliment it but Braga also went close again 
uh, with a, I'm going to give it a bit of due diligence by calling out a header, whereas in actual fact, I think it came off of the player's shoulder and they didn't know too much about it. But it was enough to worry us, David. So we uh, we went in at half time, um, and as I say, I think the manager could quite simply have just turned around and said, you know, you deserve to be ahead, so go out and finish the game off. It's not a case of Braga being all over you. And I, I, I do want to come back to this point because whilst I'm not necessarily huge for singing our own praises, uh, we absolutely have to on this occasion because Braga have been exceptional, um, uh, you know, since taking in their new manager and also mm. um, been able to, to stop teams scoring against them, which is pretty pretty one oh one in terms of where they had to had to get to. I think we discussed after the uh, leg at Ibrox that they had a very shaky defence, and there was times when we could certainly pull that open. So. Felt the second half, uh, we started brightly, came out with the same attitude um, and just past the hour mark, Yanis Hadji plays a ball which, and again referring back to the very high line, he was about 10 yards in the Rangers half, dinks a wonderful mm. ball which goes over the back for Ryan Ken is in his own half, is off and running, connects onto the ball, shows some very, very good strength to hold off the defender as he comes in and adjusts the angle, bears down on goal rifles a shot which comes in just past the right hand post Rangers are 1-0 up deservedly in my opinion David and now it looks like um, you know we could uh, have ourselves a, a very very promising opportunity to get through to the last 16 If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And it's amazing what you don't see as a fan because you're so wrapped up in your own side. Um, we were all you know, bouncing and saying, wow, that's great, you know, but we need to keep it tight still. We need to watch what we're doing because they need two goals. I don't think I appreciated until, I, as I say, watching it back this morning, quite how much that deflated Braga, both support and players and staff, I don't think I realised quite how much. And it made me think, Cammy, that that first leg took more out of them psychologically than maybe we thought. Because I did get the sense, as I say, watching it back, that they were, how the hell are we 4-2 down here? You know, from from the position that we'd been in. And I kind of thought, oh, flip it round. What would we have been like? as a support, if we'd been 2-0 up and cruising and suddenly found ourselves needing two goals in the last 20 minutes. And I thought, well, yeah, we'd be <laughs> living. Yep, absolutely. So uh, I think that that is what happened. And Rangers just played with so much composure from here on in. As you mentioned, I, I, I want to single you know, Yanis Hadji. What a brilliant player he is. And, and again, you know, he's one of these guys that yeah, you might not see him for 10, 15 minutes, but look at what he's doing in these games. He's always creating something. He's always threatening the opposition goal. He's a guy that provides big moments. I mean, 
we wouldn't be in the tie full stop after the first leg if it hadn't been for Giannis Hagi, who pretty much single-handedly dragged Rangers back into it and gave the platform for us to, to go on and get the win. And I think that he's such a talent and such a talented player and he's, he's still so young and he just, he's got strength, he's got balance, he's got vision. And I love the fact that he didn't let the miss penalty get him down. And on that, I also want to give a bit of praise to Ryan Kent, who I thought overall had a better game uh, than he's been having of late. I thought there was a slight improvement at St. Johnson. I'm not saying he was good. I'm just saying he'd been better than he'd been. And I think that it was up another level. But he'd missed that chance in the first half. Things haven't been going well for him. It takes balls to you know see that ball coming over. When you're not doing well, your thinking goes rather than what a great ball I'm going to get in the end of that and score a goal to. Oh, God, I'm going to mess this up. And he didn't. It's a superb touch which takes him across the defender bears him in and goal still has a lot to do but a, a lovely finish and that you know is a wild celebrations but then I want to absolutely credit the team who just got it spot on Marshall superbly at the back by Connor Goldson who I think had his best game in a Rangers shot next to him George Edmondson surprise selection maybe I, I wasn't that surprised about it I thought the manager's comments at the weekend almost painted them into a corner. I don't think he could really have played Nico Katic after after that. Uh, he was magnificent. He had a tremendous match. And it was just so professional. I was really impressed with it. You could see them talking to each other, Cammy, in a way that I'm not always sure they do domestically, which is, right, he's going there, you need to go there, I'll watch this. And I thought that the, the three in midfield, the two at the back, offered a brilliant barrier. And then... The fullbacks and the attacking players were making sure that we had out balls. Camberry was making sure we had an out ball. Um, and even the manager's substitutions, I thought, worked pretty well. Um, she Ojo came on at the end. And uh, in terms of both running down the clock and offering a, thought, he was, uh, a threat, he was very unlucky with a, a great save from the goalkeeper. But see when you are, you know, a couple of minutes to go and you're, you're willing the clock down. See to see a guy get the ball, hair off up the pitch, and end it by getting a corner. That's what you want to see. You know, that's exactly what you want. So he's been much maligned, and I wanted to give him a wee bit of praise for that. But in the end, you know, there wasn't even the obligatory conceding of a late goal to give us an arse-clenching couple of minutes a la Osushek last year. Uh, they just comfortably saw it through. And in the end, it's you know, two victories. You can talk about that first hour, and, and we will, I'm sure, in years to come, look back and go, my, that was, that was quite the doing. But two victories, it's not a fluke, it's not luck. Um, Rangers are through to the next round because they took on a side who have been beating all comers. You know, they beat Benfica the week before they played us. Haven't, uh, haven't failed to score domestically at home under their new manager. And Rangers beat them home and away. At the end of the day, Cammy, that that's a magnificent achievement. It is, and, and one of the other things I'd like to kind of call out with that as well <laughs> is that Braga obviously is group winners. Um, had the biggest points tally behind Sevilla. Um, that's the calibre of the team that you're playing here. And, and we'll, we'll make obvious comparisons of our European versus domestic form. But Braga are very much in that in that bracket as well. And I think the telltale for me was um, the, there was two incidents uh, late on in the game last night, which I think showed exactly where the mindset was. They had missed a, a header where it had come off the base of, of Al McGregor's post as it was going out for a, uh, for a goal kick. Uh, and then the second one, coming back to Shea Ojo uh, as well, was 
Um, he gets the ball, you know, he's away from his man, but then um, the defender comes over and absolutely slices him. And I think that that frustration was just quite evident in the fact that they knew they weren't going to be able to breach it. I, I do want to probably say a little bit around the defence because we've been so um, reliant uh, on the output and the the, uh, the chances created by Borna Barisic and, and James Tavernier. That didn't have to happen last night. And I, I, I do want to give them both a lot of praise um, as well as Goldson, who I thought was magnificent last night, and George Edmondson for the fact that that lad, when he sees footballing career and his mm. story, and now playing and getting into the last 16 of the Europa League, I thought all four of them were absolutely fantastic uh, from a defensive perspective. This game last night, we knew that it was going to be um, a, a, a press across the park. It was going to be a high line. We knew that they weren't going to be able to try and get forward because Braga had to score. They had to be able to try and come out against this, and that's why it was so far within that. And I thought that when you look at the multi-million pound players that were playing against, I thought they made them look very, very ordinary. And there's times where um, you could just tell that they were getting stifled by consistent, solid, um, back-to-basics type defending uh, that I thought we were magnificent at last night. Yeah, I think that what impressed me most was that lessons had been learned from the first leg. That you, you were only going to beat a team like Braga, you're only going to beat a team um, at this stage of the competition if you work on it as a unit. Everything's interlinked. You know, it's not just a case of win your battles. That's great, but you need to make sure as well as that you're winning your battle, that you're supporting your teammate in this situation or that you're getting back to cover when this happens. And I thought that's what Rangers did really well last night. And as I say, I was really impressed with the communication among the players uh, that they were very much all making sure that nobody was being left one-on-one, nobody was being left alone. Trincao is the the star player of Braga. He's the guy who's uh, already signed for Barcelona. He goes there in the summer. He's back. He was signed in January and remained on loan at Braga till the till the summer. Um, he he had torn us apart in the first hour at Ibrox. Rangers just doubled up on him last night. Simple, effective, but they need to do Do you know what I mean? They, they've got to stick to it. It doesn't work if one of you switches off. And Rangers didn't switch off at all last night. And he had much less influence in the game. His frustration grew. His teammates' frustration grew because he's so key to what they were doing. And I think that's a great point about that foul. That's a foul we've seen our boys commit at the end of a, a disappointing yep. European. That's an AEK Athens second leg foul. Um, <laughs> you know, when your, your expectations being start, uh, something and then they, they, you know, you're know you going out and Alex Cleland and Chirin foul. And it was exactly that. And it was, I think that kind of foul actually gives the give our boys a boost because they're like we, we've got to them here but yeah I, I do I just think it was an absolutely brilliant performance tactically it was wonderful now what we do need to of course look at is something that Ryan Kent said afterwards which is well the team are set up well for Europe because A they get more space which we knew about anyway we, we understand that but B he also mentioned that they feel under less pressure when they're the underdogs and that's great but you play for Rangers, you know, it's your job. <laughs> you will be the favourite more often than not. And whether you prefer it or not, uh, to quote the great like uh, Ric Flair, you can like it or you can dislike it, but learn to live with it. Because yeah. that's simply put what we need to do. So from um, four games in qualification to the last 16, David, unprecedented. 
Um, we've got to um, look at potential future opponents. Now, we record this on uh, Thursday afternoon, so we, we aren't aware if the Great Unwashed have been able to beat Copenhagen. I would say that that's likely to happen. Uh, Wolves are playing tonight as a, a real formality. I think they're already 4-0 mm. up. So, um, Do you have anyone um, from the potential opponents that you would like to be able to try and get in the next round? I don't quite understand some of the Bears who are desperate to get Celtic. Um, not because I've got any great feels about playing them, I would fancy us against them, but do we not play them enough? You know, four games and cup games and whatnot. And, and Europe, to me, offers a little bit of difference out with that. So for me, I, I, I'm with the gaffer, what he said after the group stage, I'd love to go have the opportunity to go park the bus at Old Trafford and, and see how we get on at Ibrox with them. I, I'd love that. I'd, I think we would give them a game. I think we would give Arsenal a game and they would be brilliant ties. There's a kind of raft of ties that you might look at and say maybe aren't glamorous, but it's against a right good team. And I'm thinking the likes of Salzburg, for example, fall into that category. Um, that you know They're a very good side. It's not the most exciting tie in the world when you compare it that you could get an Inter Milan, you could get a Manchester United. They're the sides that... I think maybe get the blood pumping a bit more. So, yeah, if I was able to handpick one at the draw tomorrow, I wouldn't mind a go at Man United because, again, you know, if the players enjoy when there's not much pressure on them, all the pressure would be on uh, uh, the United side in that one. You know, they'd have everything to lose. Whereas for us, we could just go and, and again, hopefully do what we did last night, relax, play a football and and see how we got on against them. Um, Coming back to... to, uh... Our domestic campaigns. Um, Saturday sees us return through to Edinburgh to play Hearts at Tynecastle, um, and uh, our next stage of the Scottish Cup. Now, as well as winning the Europa League, David, I'm assuming that you want to win the Scottish Cup as well. Ideally, yes. Okay. Ideally. Um, do you feel more confident now, um, having seen our uh, performance last night and playing a little bit better football? Uh, than we've kind of seen recently from from the team because we we need to all joking aside, the Scottish Cup now is going to likely be our um, biggest opportunity to get silverware for the season. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a case of back to the wall again for Hearts, or could they maybe afford to come out the Scottish Cup given where they are within the league? Um, and more importantly, do we have the ability to be able to beat them, which we've uh, very much struggled to do recently at Tynecastle? I joked with you yesterday that I was more worried about Saturday than I was about last night's match. And I think it does say something about Rangers' travails recently, uh, and possibly all season, to be honest, that we should not be worried about going to play this heart side. You know, normal circumstances, hearts is a very tough draw, absolutely. They're generally, you know, should be the kind of third best team in Scotland. I would say I've, I've always considered hearts in that slot. And normal circumstances, it's a tough game. But with all due respect to Hearts, they're not very good this year. That's why they're where they are. They're they're not a good side. But yet, uh, counterintuitively, Rangers fans aren't perhaps as confident in in this match as they should be because we've been to Tynecastle twice. We struggled badly in the first match, coming back and getting a draw. And then we, of course, surrendered the lead and, and went down at Tynecastle um, not all that long ago. 
it's an odd one because you're absolutely right when you say that for Hearts, there's maybe that it's not the priority and it isn't. But equally, what that does is almost what Europe did for us, Cami, which is it offers a wee bit of welcome relief for them uh, for the same reason that, you know, when Hearts are, are taking on sides at Tynecastle, their fans expect them out with the old firm to beat them. Right, it's that simple. So they've got this pressure and they've not been performing. And I, I think you saw that when we when we visited Tynecastle. Their players responded with a performance that we know they've not been given against other sides. And I think it was because there wasn't the expectation on them. The fans weren't riding them after every misplaced pass the way they, not, they maybe would if they were playing, say, Hamilton or Livingston or whatever. And I think that the cup for them gives them a bit of a break. So Rangers will have to be just a lot better. We've no excuses though, Cammy, because like they can't claim that they'll be shocked by what they're facing. What I will say that might work to our advantage is, is that we've heard before that it can be quite tough coming from the highs of, say for instance last week, that that last 20 minutes against Braga, utterly memorable. Ibrox going mental, just an amazing, to go to the, the kind of quiet Sunday afternoon atmosphere at Perth where it doesn't have the same intensity. Well, Tynecastle will be intense on Saturday night. It's cup tie, it's live on the telly, they'll be bang up for it. So the players won't have that excuse it comes down to this the Rangers have better players than Hearts yes significantly should we win yes if we turn up it's that simple turn up have the attitude right be focused and go out there and play football and for me I would be looking at this if I was in the playing squad as an opportunity to right a wrong from early on the season and to give ourselves uh, as you say, a good chance of going on and, and winning a trophy. So, uh, for me, it all comes down to what Rangers turn up at the moment. Um, put it this way, Hearts can't beat us on Saturday. Only Rangers can do that. But we've proven a few times recently that, that we do do that on occasion. So, I'm, I'm hopeful, uh, and I think it, it says a lot, that rather than just being, ah, don't worry, we're going to go and batter them, which we should do, uh, that that Rangers fans are saying this has got to be a tricky one yeah totally agree I think um, it's a great analogy Rangers can beat Rangers that's the that's the bottom line we need to be able to show uh, again I think a bit of kind of mental resilience because we, we haven't played well we haven't performed well at Tynecastle much less been able to try and get beat from them mm. um, what do you think the score will be David give me a prediction I'll go for Rangers 2-0 I think that we will show that bit more, maybe being hopelessly optimistic considering what we've watched domestically the last month, especially away from home. But while Hearts will come out and have a go against us, I do think that the players will be much uh, more mentally focused. And again, if they can't take confidence out of the European result, then I, I, I'm not sure what we can do other, other than just inventing it and injecting it into them. But I, I think it'll be tough, but I could see Rangers maybe with a goal in each half just uh, easing past them and into the next round. Gumberry is obviously cup-tied for this, um, having yeah. played in the previous rounds, um, which means Alfie will come back in, having had a rest this week. Do you feel that he could be one of those goal scorers? Yeah, well, he's got a good record at Tynecastle. It's been a stadium that he has liked. And look, I, it should have hurt him the other night to watch that and watch his team get through and play so well without him because he's been a key man for his, for so long. And I mean, the there have been times this season he's been dragging us through games on his own. And I would want him to be watching that and raring to come back and show his value to the side. I think that uh, he should be gutted about missing out on that one. 
and desperate to come in and, and be the hero and get some goals. So, yeah, look, when Alfredo Morelos is, is focused on his game and in form, he's utterly deadly. And if we could get the Alfredo back from sort of 2019, uh, then what an asset he would be. So, yeah, he'll be back in to lead the line. But again, it comes down to doing the things that we did the other night, the unglamorous things, being brave on the ball, being brave in possession, making things happen, taking your man on. And your know, hearts will match us for for what rate. What annoyed me about the defeat was that they outmatched us for desire the last time. If Rangers get all that right, then we've got more ability and that should see us through. No, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, I will say that we will win. I'll say 2 0. I'll say that we'll keep the, the defensive masterclass going, George Edmonton, just <laughs> making sure that he'll just control that entire defence by hook or by crook as well. Um, folks, if you've uh, enjoyed listening to David and myself today, you can also get access to a whole wealth of uh, Rangers-related content, not just from myself and David, but from a whole host of different uh, shows on our Patreon network. That's patreon.com backslash heart and hand. Please go on there uh, to be able to uh, sign up for only a couple of quid a month and you'll get tons and tons of content uh, and a number of shows will drop for you on a daily basis. Uh, So please go on there and check that out if that's something that you would like to enjoy. The last thing for me to do is just to uh, thank our executive producers in London, Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers. And also my guest, the Overlord, David, thank you for your time uh, today and uh, and also for last night. I hope I provided somewhat of a calming influence and uh, been able to try and keep the heart rate to, uh, at normal levels. Well, you nearly broke my ribs when you picked me up after we scored, but that apart, uh, I, I, would ta- <laughs> I would have taken a broken rib for progression, so no. Uh, thank you, Cammy. Enjoyed that. Okay, that's all from us for this week. We'll be back with the flagship show on Monday. Uh, to discuss that Hearts game as well. And thanks so much to everyone. Have a great weekend. If you're going to Tynecastle, enjoy it and bring us back uh, the, the next round of the Cup. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.